Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. Now, on th- it's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, good to have you back, man. Thanks. And Charles once again. Hello. Under the weather a bit with the allergies, right? <laughs> there you go. That wasn't Dizzy uh, Gillespie. That was, uh, what was it? Sneezy Gillespie. Yeah. Sneezy, Sneezy Gillespie. Gillespie. Ever Sneezer Scrooge? <laughs> oh, yeah. That one, too. Uh, good stuff. Uh, all right. Episode number 76, Friday, September 6th, uh, 2019. Congrats to Kevin in San Francisco. Won a copy of Berlin's new album, yeah! Transcendence, last right. month. Kevin! Uh, all you got to do is text the word podcast to 68683. And this week, we have Flaming Lips' new album, King's Mouth. Cool. Uh, Woodstock 50th Anniversary 2 CD set, Doobie Brothers Live CD DVD combo, or Long Strange Trip, Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray, your choice. Nice. Text the word PODCAST to 68683, and you'll be entered for this month's giveaway. Nice. Uh, this episode includes highlights are ex-bassist from Offspring sues the band, details on the new anthology book from Jimmy Page, new music from Guns N' Roses for the new Terminator movie, supposedly. R.E.M. sharing details of their 25th anniversary edition of their 1994 album, Monster. Molly Crew announcing 30th anniversary edition of their 89 album, Dr. Feelgood. Music licensing finally coming to podcasts. This is an interesting uh, development as well. Movie, TV, entertainment news on this day, music history, trivia, conspiracy corner, weekly what the fuck and more. Yes. It's all happening. Yes. Uh, and the new album's coming out today on the 6th of September. We have new stuff from Adam Green, Bat for Lashes, Chrissy Hind, Frankie Cosmos. Hmm. We're going to be playing, actually, a lot of those artists uh, on the Garage uh, Rock Show, which is on 105.7 FM and 1660 AM. You can stream it live, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, every Saturday night at 1057thebear.com. New albums coming out from Kindness, Lindsey Sterling, Lower Dens, Melanie Martinez, Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. Yeah, he's got a previously unreleased album called Rubber Band that's uh, coming out with a bunch of like, it was apparently an, an abandoned album, mm. and then he did the album Tutu after this, and I think that was one of his last albums that he did, and this one never saw the light of day, so this oh. is pretty cool, especially for Miles Davis fans, you gotta check it out. Um... Who else? Muna, Oscar Scheller, Rio Statics. Rio Statics? S- I think they're from Canada. Uh, Sandro Hosers. Perry, <laughs> Sleeping with Sirens, The High Women, Status Quo. Huh. Iggy Pop's got his new album out, Free. Oh, it's free? Uh, well, it's not mm. free, but... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Iggy Pop. That's the name of the album, is free. Do you remember yeah. when Radiohead did that? They released an album, and then they said, hey, you guys can download it. You can pay for it if you want or you can just download it. Yeah, they had that a was th- awesome. They, yeah, they had a thing where you could uh, pay what you wanted. Yeah, whether it was I think a minimum of ninety nine cents or whatever you wanted. Yeah, and you could have the whole album. So so cool. That's it was so cool. cool. Hmm. Pretty cool idea. They've always been like kind of cutting edge like that. 
Uh, all oh, right. Post Malone, that weird hippie look. He looks like somebody that just crawled off the side of the street. Not in it. He's like a huge pop. He star. looks like if you rubbed a bottle of Four Loco, a genie <laughs> would come out and it would be Post Malone. He'd look like that. Big yeah. time. <laughs> Big time. Uh, all right. Rock news this concept, week. Man, for a movie. <laughs> yeah, right? I know, right? The Four Loco genie played by yeah. Post Malone. I think we're onto something. Yeah. What would be the plot for that? Come on, guys. Um, Come up with something. Aaron. Basically, uh, you know the movie Shazam with Shaquille okay. O'Neal? There you go. Yeah, just call it uh, something different and just replace Shaquille O'Neal with Post Malone. Uh, so I, I got, yeah, I got another take on that. Malone-zam? So, <laughs> yeah, so it's um, it's going to be more, it's going to be more like the uh, um, uh, Leprechaun movies. Oh, it's gonna be like a little a more ti- twisted, yeah, huh? Like a little a, more evil. Yep, a like, little more evil with a tiny Post Malone. Except he looks exactly like he looks now, but he's like much it. smaller. I like I, I, what if we expand on this? What if he's like the Crypt Keeper? Oh, there you go. And we could do it like he's a Crypt Keeper type yeah. of thing with stringy hair. He already looks like he already, yeah, crypt, same, crypt Keeper. Yep, absolutely, yeah. dude. This is good. Yeah, this I is gold. I hope he's listening. Uh, Post Malone's management, I hope you're tuning in yeah. and listening to this. You know this are. is gold. Yeah. It could also be, you know like, they are. if they're, they're remaking all the, these movies, right? Yeah. Wouldn't uh-huh. he be the new perfect Beetlejuice? Post Malone? Post yeah. Malone? Yeah. He'd be, yeah, he'd be a little kind of a junkie Beetlejuice. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. You say his name three times in the mirror and he yeah. comes in a fucking white striped suit. Yeah, exactly. Jumpsuit, yeah. With a bunch of rotten teeth and bad makeup. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and Justin Bieber is behind him like the whole time, just like looking like a hobo. Holy shit. Beat That's good stuff. This is a good movie. All right. We're, we'll get back to that. Uh, but this week in rock news, this is an odd story as The Offspring's being sued by its estranged bassist, Gregory Creasel. Crystal, he hasn't performed with the band for several several months. Filed a federal lawsuit huh. against two of his bandmates, apparently guitarist vocalist Brian Dexter Holland and guitarist Kevin Noodles Wasserman, both mainly the front guys of the band, alleging trademark infringement and breach of partnership agreement over rights to the band name. Oh, okay. Hmm. So that's 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 shitty, man. That's like you know when you see, okay. Like Dennis D. Young from Sticks, yeah, he's touring as just Dennis D. Young from Sticks, and then there's also the rest of the band that's touring as Sticks, yeah. So this is the beginning of something like that. Oh, where big time! This guy is gonna leave, and he's gonna try and start another band, like you know, Greg from The Offspring or something. Yeah, or, uh, you know, Greg plays The Offspring's greatest hits or some shit. Yeah. Like a Long Beach dub all stars. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's also you know kind of formerly Sublime. Also, but at least they had the the thing. Well, now it's Sublime with Rome, and that's yeah. kind of shitty. I don't like that. You yeah, know, it's like it's almost like I kind of liked it when they were Long Beach dub all stars because at least they changed their name. Yeah, and it wasn't like they were trying to continue with Sublime. I saw them. I you probably seen them live too. They're 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 pretty good. They oh sound, yeah. They sound just like Sublime. No, yeah. Bradney Noel's not there, but sure. who cares? It's, I mean, no, it's it, the music should live on. Yeah. And it, you know, at least they're, you know, uh so who knows? This sounds like the beginning of something like that for the Offspring. Uh apparently it's, it sounds like a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. A bunch of uh, he's trying to get basically his cut of all the business opportunities, assets uh, from the band, and apparently there's uh, yeah. some, some I, shit going on there. I'm not. A, I know. I'm okay. So I'm not trying to piss off any of the audience here, and don't don't be mad at me. But I've never been a fan of the Offspring, and the, the reason why is 
because um, the lead singer, Dexter. Dexter, right? Yeah, Dexter okay, Holland. So he always maintains the same pitch. Like yeah, as he's he sings, yeah, like this. always like this, and every time he sings, he never goes, he never deviates, it just keeps going, and it and it's, uh, it 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 kills me. I just I can't get over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's a good that's a good critique. You yeah, know? Just that's probably crazy. the one thing about Offspring that's the most annoying thing about them, besides their recent shit, which is just horribly cheesy. Yeah, bad songwriting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Their first two albums still though, relevant. Like you know, they come out with new stuff. They do. Yeah, fuck. They do. It's been Unless a while. Actually, a couple years, I think, since they put out a decent single. But yeah, they're still trying. So I know that he's listening right now. And they're and supposedly have a double album coming out, where one CD is supposed to be like that fucking pretty fly for a white guy shit, where it's like oh yeah, horrible like oh, um, yeah, that's experimental yeah. lame bad mm. offspring, and then there's supposed to be one CD that's like yeah, it's the offspring like fast kind of punk songs or something, you know. Yeah. But that's supposedly on the horizon. I imagine he wants to get his cut, or maybe he's not happy with the direction of the band. He's trying to leave. Yeah. Still get rights. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to challenge him right now. So, okay. So, I know you're listening, man. I know you're listening. Okay? I want you to do this <laughs> uh, with the, me. The okay. bass player? I want you to do this with me. I want you to Greg, go. Greg Crissell. No, um, Dex, the lead oh, singer. Oh, Dexter. Yeah. I want you to go I want you to go like this. And I Have a little I, range. Yeah, and I guarantee he's going to send us an audio clip, and it's just going to go like this. Ah! He's gonna be like, I did it. See, I did it. Oh, like the latest fashion. <laughs> it's already too late. Hey. Yeah, that's hey. a, yeah. He does that. Yeah, that's it. All he does is expel a little bit more breath. At that point, yeah. he goes. I'm. Good shit. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, speaking of, uh, I don't know, this is interesting. Guns N' Roses working on a new song for the new Terminator movie. Uh, Guns N' Roses fan site is claiming that the band has been approached to write and record a new song for the upcoming movie Terminator Dark Fate, the longest uh, or the latest in the long-running series. Uh, The site explained, quote, a source who is working on Terminator Dark Fate has informed that four members of Guns N' Roses went to a private viewing of a rough copy of the upcoming movie to see if they wanted to put a song on the soundtrack. Cool. Apparently, Slash was at Axel's house to record overdubs on a song for the Rush release. At the point, the, at this point, the song name is unknown, but yes, 100% verified Guns N' Roses' new music. This is from that site, so this is it's, not verified. But The name of the song is called It's Possible You Might Be Mine. <laughs> That's Of course, You Could Be Mine was from Terminator 2. Uh, 1991's Judgment Day and was released as the first single from the band's double album Use Your Illusion later that year. So mm-hmm. we'll see if it uh, if it materializes. Cool. That'd be a big selling point for the movie and uh, for the band itself. No, I, I mean, mean, that'd be cool. That'd be that, pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially if it was a good track and it wasn't some bullshit, uh, you know, yeah. rushed uh, nonsense. So hopefully it's good. Uh, Jimmy Page releasing a new book. Look at the, uh, we get a picture of the front cover there. Oh, Showing uh, one of his custom guitars, and it says Jimmy Page, the anthology, and Zeppelin fans are in for a real treat this holiday season, but it's fucking $480. Whoa. 384 pages, though. It's limited to 2,500 copies, personally signed by Jimmy Page, produced using uh, this really fancy... uh, Look at the book uh, here. It's it's made by, like, it almost looks like a... 
like an encyclopedia. It's got like the, yeah, gold, the gold foil on the edges, like the super nice pages, a bookmark. Yeah. You know, super nice quality. Apparently, look at like one of the old, there's unreleased photos like Jimmy Page, super young. Some of his, um, his early writing. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of neat. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, it's for a hardcore Zeppelin fan, 480 yeah. bucks. I'm sure it's going to sell out and it's going to go for double oh, that. Big online. time. Big uh, time. But if you got the money, you know, and you're a fan, you're interested in seeing all that unreleased photos and uh, I mean if, if you're cool. willing if you're willing to um if you're willing to pay that much to go see him live. <laughs> well shit, I wish we had the opportunity to see him live. Uh but you know, they're not playing anymore. So alright, uh new stuff also from uh, REM. Check it out. REM is going to be releasing the 25th anniversary of the album Monster. You remember that album, Aaron? That song, What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it came out in 94. That was the first cassette tape uh, that I owned. That was, that, that was like that REM after, one like there. losing my religion and stuff. Huh? Yeah, that that was from um, their what previous album, album. I can't remember that name. I'm that one. trying to think off the top of my head. I can't. I can picture the album cover, but... Um, Anyway, it was, I think, a couple years in 91 when that one was released. This was 94. So this was a couple ones after. The reason why I remember this one, it was uh, one of the first cassettes I had, and I remember the music video when it came out on MTV as well. It was uh, one of the just early times of watching it. I I think in 94, what was I, 11? So Mm -hmm. uh, I remember watching all that stuff. It was pretty influential. Uh, but it's a pretty cool album, so it's coming out. On, when was that? Everybody Hurts one. Uh, that was the that same album from Losing My Religion. Oh, okay. That was, that was uh, like, Out of Time. That's the oh, fucking album that was, name. So that was like, this is what, 94? So that was probably like, what, 90 or 80? 90, 80, 91, 90, 91. Okay. One of those uh, years. But yeah, this was their ninth studio album. Came out September 27th, 94. Debuted number one on the U.S. charts. Uh, What's Frequency, Kenneth, and Bang and Blame were the two biggest tracks off of there, but it's getting a 25th anniversary edition with a bunch of bonus tracks, unreleased demos, rare concert recordings from 95, and extensive new liner notes. It also features a Blu-ray disc with a 5.1 surround sound version of the album in high-resolution audio, a documentary called Road Movie, which apparently is about the band on the road, and all six music videos from the album. Um, there's also a, a 180 gram vinyl LP as well uh, if you're interested. So check that out. I like I like Michael Michael Stipe, right? Yeah, Mike. I love that Michael Stipe has been dying for the past 30 years and he's just still going. <laughs> like he looks since 1991, he looks like he's like it's his last few days on Earth. Yeah, and he's still just Dude, as he's vibrant just as came ever. Came out of a fucking cancer ward or something. Oh yeah, you know, big time. Uh, yeah, no, but he's he's a you know it's a trip. He's he's always had that look, huh? Yeah, always <laughs> had that look. Always had that look. Uh, uh, great, be an alien. It could be. He could be. <laughs> maybe maybe it's. Maybe it's because he lost his religion. Oh, maybe. Yep. Um, yeah. All right, speaking of that, Motley Crue releasing 30th anniversary edition of Dr. Feelgood. Check out all the extras. You get a, a doctor bag, a beer with a, a straight jacket koozie on it. Nice. A set of cards, a bunch of picks, uh, drumsticks that are a, a pen, a, a doctor's prescription notepad, uh, some pictures of Nikki Six, it looks like, in a straight jacket. Oh. Uh, and, and one <laughs> of the... Of the 6,000 in the limited edition release, one of the 6,000 tubes they used to snort coke 
off <laughs> the back of hookers. And it's hand-delivered by David Crosby. <laughs> by David Crosby. Yeah. Real quick-like. It's, it's, yeah, it's real quick-like. He'll drop it off. Yeah. He'll just like leave the indistinctly yeah. on your uh, front porch. He just he just skirts up real quick. <laughs> he gives you a little yeah, nod. Exactly. He gives you a little nod. And he goes, just, uh, he's going to make it be low, right? And he <laughs> took, takes off. Comes with a couple picture discs, which are kind of cool for hanging on the wall. They sound like shit, though. Yeah. Um, Coke bottle green uh, vinyl for the remaster. Uh, Guitar deluxe. picks. Yeah. And some good. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. That's cool. I, I wonder how much that is, though. Fuck, I wouldn't pay more than, I don't know, 100 bucks. Nah. 150 bucks or something like that. But that's pretty cool. What type um, of green was that? Coke bottle. They call it Coke bottle green. Oh, okay. Like, uh, you know, like the old, yeah, the yeah. old Coke bottles. Ye old Coke bottle. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure, and remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really, really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. All right, so we were talking about the new Tool album. So, Charles, have you got a chance to kind of sit down and listen to the whole album? Oh, and God, back to back, probably. We're, we were talking 20 about it times already off there. We were watching the new. I have the new CD uh, screen. Yeah, we were saying it's probably the most elaborate CD packaging oh, I, I can think of for it's an amazing. artist. I can't think of any other artist that's created something this cool with that little HD screen. It's rechargeable. Yep. it's got a built-in speaker, and it's got exclusive. Um, audio and video stuff. I think it's going to be what we're going to be seeing on the big screen when we see Tool live. Yeah. Coming up in Aftershock. I have a feeling it's what's going to be playing behind them. Oh, as yeah. As like their new visual kind of uh, experience. Yeah. And this is the way of the fans getting it first and kind of interacting with oh. it, which is pretty cool. It's, am- it's amazing. Um, and seeing it like for the first time today, like actually seeing the album uh, and you know that little HD screen and stuff and, and the artwork it's just 
Oh, it's, it makes me feel like I'm... It, honestly, it makes me feel like I'm 13 again. Because I remember... <laughs> I For those of you who are as, as old as me, I remember staying up to watch Headbangers Ball just so I could see the video sober and record it. And, there, you know, I'd have my right. little cassette tape and I would, I would, uh, you know, clip off that little piece of the cassette tape and I'd sit there just waiting to record sober until I could finally, you know, get the album. When Undertow was released... It was like nothing my friends and I had ever heard of before. Right. It yeah. was just, I mean, it was just amazing. And and, and uh, this album was just like that. I have a buddy who I grew up with, and um, and he was texting me like, it, honestly, it feels like we're 13 again. Like, it feels like we're just experiencing this all over again after a 13-year wait Yeah, our last album. It's just, it's been amazing. Um, Invincible and uh, Tempest are like songs that I've, like completely played out already. Yeah, Tempest like, is my favorite, yeah. and then uh, I like that Numa one too. Numa's that, cool. I, I like that one as well. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the whole album's a great experience. Uh, I think it's really cool. Oh, it's wonderful. I think it's a good thing for rock in general, and it's a good thing for Tool uh, yeah. to come back with such a strong album. I mean, there's people out there that are saying, you know, that it's it's not what they wanted and it, it feels like it's an outtake album from the last album. People are yeah. trying to say that it's like nothing new and that, you know, they're definitely not reinventing the wheel here and blah, oh, blah, I blah. But I, I think it. they are taking a lot of risks in this album oh, and I yeah. think they are kind of going on a different path and a different sound, especially with Danny Carey and his drums, man. Like, you could barely hear, like, a regular snare drum yeah. in the whole album. It's so tribal. Oh, yeah, big time. With his pads that he has now, that they're they're like these signature Danny Carey-like sound pads that yeah. have these tabla and, like, you know, electronic sounds and stuff. And he really goes on that chocolate trip, uh, yeah. chocolate chip trip song yeah that's like kind of his drum solo song that you could tell is going to be oh, yeah the, the new drum solo in the new live show yeah that's what he's going to be wait. doing it's going to be it's going to be killer so you know you know i actually just you know being on the on the tool kick um i was looking up uh i was looking up ways to play zombie oh yeah I, and i didn't realize that a lot of a lot of people had it wrong and in, in that you know adam jones was does something really trippy in the intro to zombie that like he actually does it with like a two string, yeah. like reverse weird left pick style. He, it's crazy. He does some really cool stuff. Definitely on that song Tempest, there's an homage, I think, to oh, King yeah. Crimson on that intro and the timing of it. And the whole like seven, eight timing that they have on some of these tracks. They were saying it just kept coming up in the writing process. That's why they kind of went with that as the theme. Uh, but man, it's tough to play, and it's uh, it just shows that he's been like really practicing and his influences, and I think the band's influences and just creativity is just really, really shining in this album. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a really cool um, thing for them to. Who knows? I mean, I think they can. I think they still got one more album in them. Oh, I big think, time! I think they could do it, and I think with the response that this is getting, we were saying real quick that Taylor Swift's new album, Lover is being battled for the number one spot right now with with Tool. We don't know the official numbers yet, but it, Tool is projected yeah. to maybe beat Taylor Swift out for the number one spot for the Billboard 200, and that would be impressive for a progressive rocks band. With limited first CD album, release. Yeah, limited yeah. CD release, first album in 13 years, beats oh, yeah. the, the number one pop star's most anticipated album with all her fans that are guaranteed to buy it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool that it's battling for that right oh, now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of her fans are, like, upset, too, because, you <sighs> oh, know. Oh, I bet. 
Yeah. She's not going to get the recognition or the spot probably. Or if she is, it's going to be really Tool's going to shine more than her on it in yep. terms of just like, wow, a progressive rock band put out an album that sold X amount of copies. They did it yep. in an unconventional way. Yep. The only way you could buy the album was 45.99 yep. uh, for the CD deluxe edition. Or you're just streaming it on Spotify or... Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I with, I, with I might add... You can't just band- put it on iTunes, huh? Well, you can. No, you can. You can. It's oh. a, it's yeah. on it. It I mean, was on that physical night. Physical copy, though. You have physical to copy. The only way is this limited edition CD thing that has supposedly a couple extra tracks, but they're the ones that you find on uh, iTunes and Spotify anyway. So. Yeah. It's amazing, though. It's it's worth it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm proud of you, Tool. And you know what's crazy is this is a prog rock band also that they don't, they're not in the limelight. They're, they're hard work. They don't, they don't yeah. go party. They're, well, and they just put their videos on YouTube. They're not, like, yeah, they're not They've never had, uh, if you've never really. Yeah, nobody even knows what they look like, really, you know. They could <laughs> yeah. probably go grocery shopping and nobody would really stop them. They yeah. don't have a social media presence. They don't have an online presence, really. Their website looks like it was sure made would, uh, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, they just updated it. But, like, if you were looking at Tool's website five years ago, it was like the website from 2000. Yeah. It was like the same. It looked like a message board. Yeah. It had a, a feed where they would write these little stupid posts, you know. Danny's going to be at the Baked Potato in L.A. playing with this jazz ensemble. And yeah. Go check him out. And that was the, the fucking Danny at the Baked Potato, you know. That was the fucking <laughs> shit you would see on Tool's feed for, like, since 2006. It was just like nothing was going on. You yeah. Know? A handful of tours every now and then, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you, you know, people get to go get their fix seeing, you know, you see Danny Carey play with Primus. That, and Hey, are you able to pull up the um, uh, Tool tour dates on your phone so we can let people sure know? Can. I know they got some uh, tour tour dates coming up. They're going to be playing two dates in L.A. right out. I know. Okay. So I know for sure Sacramento uh, Aftershock Festival is Tool's first show on the tour for 2019 they're going to play there first on october 13th we're going to check them out i'm going to have a special episode guys of the podcast looks like denver october 15th out there oh you got it okay aaron's got it so denver on the 15th they'll be after shock they'll do that the 13th and then uh where else pepsi center uh october 15th and october 18th uh vimmin smart home arena salt lake city utah staple center los angeles yeah, you take it. Yeah, on the on October twentieth and the twenty first, um, and then you got Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Illinois, um, Pittsburgh. Let's see, Toronto, Brooklyn, and then ending at Atlantic City. So I know we have we I I, I believe we probably have listeners in in a lot of these states. Yeah, that's so. what. I, yeah, so I mean, mention it just real quick. You don't have to say the date and the just say, say the state so they could. All right, search it out for themselves. Yeah, let's. We'll go through the. You do the first ten, and I'll do the last. Aaron, I already. Get, I'm out of it. <laughs> Are you out of it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already backed out. Of All right, it. so I'll do it. In Aaron's voice on. here. Discovery Park. Discovery Park. That's pretty good. Uh, Sacramento, Sacramento, Denver, Salt Lake City, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I get confused when I play this back. Glendale. Is that me? San Antonio. Who's really talking here? Houston, Tulsa. Okay, I'll take over, Aaron. Uh, Milwaukee. My my wife does say I have, I'm a monotone. In Annapolis, hey, it's it's cool, man. You got a radio voice. wrong with monotone. Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, Detroit, Detroit, Toronto, 
Boston, nice, nice. Yeah, Newark, uh, Philadelphia. They're doing Brooklyn. the full tour, man. Yep. we're lucky to be able to see Tool in 2019 doing a full tour with a new fucking album. Oh yeah, with new visuals and new shit. I mean, that's that's a that's great. a great time to be alive, man. It is, uh, and enjoy that. So that's coming your way. Check it out, Toolband.com. All right, so real quick, this is the last story in the rock news. It's not really rock news, but I wanted to mention it. This company is called Soundstripe. And they are investing in podcast music. So after for years, like we can't have music in my podcast from another band or whatever unless I get explicit written consent that I can use this pod, uh, music in their podcast and blah, 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 right? Yeah. That's hard to come by, right? That's not, you know, everybody that has a podcast wants their, you know, some music. Maybe they want uh, a popular track or maybe they want something for the intro, right? You know, uh, like ACDC's Back in Black or some shit, right? They can't do that right now. There's no way to even license that unless you can, you know, directly contact the band's management and get away with it, which is super rare. Yeah. Um, so now this company, Soundstripe, has raised... $2 million in investment financing and says the move will transport the company deeper into the business of licensing music to podcasters. It's already raised $4 million from other investors. This means the company will be able to expand its business beyond production music space. So they make like in the radio business, we get music that's made for commercials. It's licensed to us. We pay a one-time fee and we get to use that stuff for commercial Use you right have a library to dip from right. when you're making stuff, but it's a right. big fee. It's you know it's usually traded out through barter or uh, you pay f- uh, up front like a ten thousand dollar fee. Oh, and but you get that music library for years. You got like a full library of everything. Yeah, I could see Jazz, maybe rock, certain country. <clears throat> yeah, I could see this as a, I mean, a marketing for artists as well, right? I mean, they can old tracks and stuff they can still oh, make big time. money off of right like somebody has to pay a couple bucks here and there to be able to use a song for their podcast and they're making money off it so it's oh good. yeah so it says soundstripe has already been licensing its royalty free music and sound effects to podcasters that's typically allowed a podcaster to pay for the music on a monthly or annual basis and then use the track as many times as they wish regardless of how many downloads an episode receives nice so it's kind of like the way you would pay for, uh, say, cloud storage, or you pay a monthly fee for Adobe or um, for antivirus software. Yeah. If you're licensing music for, say, fifty, uh, ten to fifty dollars a month, uh, depending on how many, how much you use, or the quality of it, or whatever it is. Yeah. That makes sense, right? I mean, wouldn't you oh, want to yeah. do that? Would you want to pay, like, say, if it was ten, fifteen dollars a month, and you could use. X song as many times as you want. Oh yeah, that's pretty absolutely. cool. Absolutely, right? We'll be playing Tool right now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet, right? Yeah, we could we'll literally just play do Tool that for you guys right now. Super, mm-hmm. super dope. Um, I can't, you know, I can't wait till people start, you know, using. That's the, the future. Yeah, the song, um, the song, um, from um, oh, from Krill Reserve. The last, the last song oh, yeah. from Pro Reserve. Oh, the uh, you know, is it the, Yar or was yeah. it the other one? Yeah, no, the the, the, the newest one. Yeah, the jingle, the jingle. Yeah, have you heard the jingle yet, Eric? No, I just heard that last track, Yar. Oh yeah, you haven't heard the jingle yet. Yeah, uh, let's. I'm gonna make a note of this. What time is it? Yeah, you're gonna have to hear it because it's wonderful. Actually, you know, thirty-one minutes. Okay. All right, so we're gonna play uh, the the new jingle for you guys from Krill Reserve. Yeah. 
Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. Okay, so listeners, if you if you like um, if you like that commercial, uh, you're gonna really like this. Go on YouTube. It's an Adult Swim 11 minute long skit called Too Many Cooks. And Too many cooks. It's huh? called Too Many Cooks, and it is amazing. It's it is amazing, and I'll leave it at that. And then <laughs> next next time I come on this podcast, you're gonna go, Charles. I loved Too Many Cooks. It was so amazing. Nice. All right. Well, I want to check it out. We're gonna have, we to, have check to check it out. Uh, remind me before you, uh, we uh, finish this. I will. All right. So, on this day in music history trivia, guys, in 1989, Ooh. this is a you know movie, or what do you call it, the awards time, right? MTV yeah. Music Awards, uh, People's Choice Awards, all that bullshit's going on right now. So, on this day in 1989, Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil punches the guitarist from this band in the face during the MTV Video Music Awards. Oh. Was it A, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, B, Aerosmith, or C, Guns N' Roses? And I'll give you a hint. The story was is the band was performing kind of like the finale song at the end of the night yeah. where a lot of the members from other bands like all come up and they play together kind of deal. And it was right when the guy was coming off the stage and Vince Neil was waiting there on the wings huh? and punched him. And it was caught on the the feed, the live feed. Because no the way. Band, well, they were still coming off the stage like the thing wasn't even done yet really, yeah. you know. So, what do you think? I think Vince Neil was probably on one and thought it, he was fighting Dracula <laughs> at the time. He was. I think it, I'm gonna go with D, um, a coke fueled David Crosby, <laughs> and you know, then he absorbed the punch and just spit it back. That could have very well been who who it was, but he was not there. Oh, it's well, in spirit. I think he was. Uh, I feel like he could have punched. Anthony Kiedis, but Flea. Well, get the the guitarist, the guitarist from this band. It wasn't oh, Anthony. Okay. So it was the guitarist. Oh yeah. So it well, was either um, Flea. John like, Frusciante. Flea would have kicked his ass. No, but it was John Frusciante, guitarist. Uh, Flea bassist. Yeah, yeah. and then guitarist. Aerosmith was Joe Perry. Guns and Roses, I think, was Iz- Izzy Stradlin. Okay. So, I'm gonna go with Izzy Stradlin. Okay. I'll go with uh, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, Izzy Stradlin as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys would be correct. Oh. There he is. There There's he Izzy. is. Earlier in the evening, Neil and his bandmates presented Guns N' Roses with the award for Best Heavy Metal Video for Sweet Child of Mine. I bet oh. you that kind of pissed him off a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. ah, fuck these guys, right? <laughs> Steven Adler and Duff McKagan were up there. Uh, Izzy wasn't there for that one. So later in the night, Stradlin and Axel joined Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers on stage for Free Fallen. That was one of the end of the night kind of show yeah. uh, things, like what I was saying. And when Stradling comes off the stage, Neil pops him right in the face. How hard he gets hit is up for debate, though. Stradling saying he just got grazed by his ring, and Neil claiming he decked him good. Axel says uh, chimes in and says uh, he was mocking Neil's powder puff punch and challenged him to a fight. 
This leads to an ongoing feud between the singers, but the net rumble never happens. Oh, I want to see that now because they've all put on some weight and stuff. And, you, know. <laughs> you know what they need to bring back? Maybe is that remember that MTV show Celebrity Death? Oh yeah, yeah with that'd the be clay, dope. the claymation. Yeah. I'd like to see him fighting that. I thought that was coming back. Or I'd, li- something. I'd like to see Vince Neil fight Axl Rose because it would be like. You know, it, it would be like they actually did real Vince celebrity Neal. fights too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, fighting Mama Tortelli or whatever her name is from the Goonies. <laughs> Mama Tortelli. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Mama Tortellini. Yeah, whatever her name was, but that would be that would be super dope. <laughs> oh shit! All right, double trivia, real quick. One more. Double also, trivia. they make a pop culture video game where you could just use all these old characters from movies and fight each other. Oh, that'd be dope. That'd you be know, dope. You could be like uh, that clown. Um, Pennywise versus uh, Axel Rose, know, Linda homeboy, Linda, uh, Linda Hamilton yeah. from Terminator, or uh, <laughs> yeah, the dude from the Goonies. Oh yeah, yeah, Sloth, <laughs> Sloth. Yeah, nice. Uh, That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be a good That'd game. Be a good fight, right? Yeah, and the, <laughs> the end boss fight. is like is like M Bison, but it's David Crosby. Just exactly. Or uh, Bob from What About Bob? Oh He's yeah, got his oh. goldfish. Or it could have been uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, Harry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, uh, one more trivia for you guys. On this day in 1989, also at the MTV Awards that year, a lot of stuff happened. This group wins three MTV Video Music Awards for Best Group Video, Best Stage Performance, and Best New Artist. Was it A, Red Hot Chili Peppers, B, Living Color, or C, New Kids on the Block? This group video. 1989 wins three MTV Video Music Awards for Best Group Video, Best Stage Performance, Best New Artist. Chili Peppers, Living Color, New Kids on the Block. Oh. It's got to be New Kids on the Block. Think so? All right. I mean, it just seems. I feel like they were around before that. Like they're not. They weren't a new artist. Well, I think all of these artists maybe technically were kind of maybe a year or two before this, but this was pretty much their debut. Yeah. Debut year. Red Red Hot Chili Peppers had just released what Mother's Milk, I think, like around that time, or the one right before that, Mm -hmm. which was like kind of like an EP. Oh yeah. They were more. Yeah. I feel like they were more obscure, a little bit early. I'm gonna go popular till later. I'm actually gonna go. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Living Color because with that set song, um, cult, cult of Personality. Cult of Personality. Um, that song was huge in in '89. So I'm, I'm going with that. What do you think, Aaron? You're going New Kids? Yeah. Oh. Charles oh, is correct. Okay, Living cool. Color. Yeah. Living Color won. Uh, they were the opening act on Rolling Stones tour at the time. Wow. The Steel Wheels tour. And Living Color actually won the award for all this stuff while they were backstage on the tour. And Mick Jagger oh, wow. presented the group with the trophies back show backstage at their show in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's, they're 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 a very talented. Group. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. Now they're playing Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Oh, there you go. So. Yep, for free. Hey, way to can, go, guys! Can watch Just them. give it, giving it. But they're awesome. When I saw that on the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk lineup, I gotta admit, I was like, "Holy shit, I want to yeah. go and see that." Because I would go and see. I paid twenty, thirty bucks to see them. Oh yeah, they're worth it. They're, that guitarist, the guitarist Vernon Reed, yeah, is amazing. One of the best guitarists. Uh, that solo he does in that song is up there with some of the best guitar solos nice. of all time. Nice. <laughs> okay, dude, you guys. Gotta see this fucking trailer in movie, TV, entertainment news. What is the photos that you're looking at right here? Describe, <laughs> describe to our listeners. What is that? I don't know who that is, but some dude has some funny ass haircut with a Hawaiian shirt. That's fucking John Travolta. Oh, That's that John him? Travolta. 
It is him. No, wait, who's he choking? Some guy. Who's that on the left? Oh, man. Is, is that? I don't even know who that is on the left. Fred Durst. That's Fred Durst? Fred Durst. Oh, he looks like a cleaned up Santa Claus. He's a director now. What? And he's got this new movie called the, F- the Fanatic with John Travolta in it. Oh. And it just grossed $3,153 on Friday oh, from God. 52 theaters around the U.S. for a location average of around $60. Wow. The movie was projected to earn no more than $15,000 for the four-day holiday weekend. In a handful of theaters, it grossed $10 or less. Here's the, um, we got to watch the trailer, right? You're intrigued now? Oh, man. John Travolta's been on a, a shit show of movie yeah, uh, lately. Yeah, losing streak. Like that, that last one we were talking about, it was called Gotti. Oh, yeah. And it got really bad reviews. It, it got like a zero on, okay, on so Rotten Tomatoes. John Travolta basically plays like a crazed fan that's like obsessed with this like action star in yeah. the movie, okay? So there's the basic premise. But just look how strange and just like... John Travolta is just so yeah, fucking weird. It's, it's <laughs> gotta have faith, man. All right, check it out. It's good. <laughs> I want to see what you guys think here. Describe too for our listeners what what you're seeing. Uh, action star. Yeah, so they're setting up the action star here. You're a fan. Without you, I'm nothing. Hunter, some. So here's a uh, this guy named Moose. He's a fan of this guy, Hunter Dunbar. So he wants to find his house. He's getting confronted by the guy now. He looks like Simple Jack from fucking... He does look like Simple Jack. <laughs> from... Tropic Thunder. He does. Well, I mean, this plays on a really creepy, uh, you know, concept. That John Travolta's got like a, a haircut that looks—it's like shaved on the sides. It's like a weird it's bowl got cut. Glasses. He's tied him up now. It's almost Jason was saying, "Oh, it's, it's like, like misery. misery." Yeah. He's like a crazed fan, you know. He's like tied him up to the bed now, putting gasoline on him. Yeah. Oh well, you know. It's like Eminem song, Stan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? Stan, I'm your biggest fan. Yeah. The fanatic, huh? Yeah. You know what? It probably... I just wanted an autograph, man. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's a it's a okay, kind of a cool family. concept. Just, you know, poor pick, John Travolta's, you know, I don't I don't really see any creepiness and from doesn't, him. And doesn't, like, everything just look so predictable well, and, yeah. like, horrible Probably writing? It's creepy like, ever since that uh, massage oh room shit. Oh, yeah. Came out. Um, and it's, I don't know, man. I just get this little vibe from the Scientology shit. I don't know what it <laughs> Me is, too. Dude. Yeah. These guys Me are too. fucking crazy. Sorry. They, very strange. No, no. I, I doubt there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Any Scientologist. Well, they, you, <laughs> if you are, you're fucking be. weird. I'm not afraid to say it, too. It might be time to uh, look, at, be. look at another way, you know, guys? And yeah, listen, like, hey, it, sorry, you know, like, that's a it's a cult, you yeah. know? And it's like a brainwashed fucking yeah. way of looking at the world and... If you can't see that and you got to pay into it to achieve higher levels of anything, it's a fucking pyramid scheme mm-hmm. fucking thing yeah. that designed to drain you of your finances and lock you and have damning evidence against you. But you don't want to be clear, Chris? I know, right? You don't want to be clear? Uh, you, you know, know the evil alien warlord Xenu? 
depositing the, the problem, millions of bodies and the problem with it is is that it's based on some legitimate thing like the therapy of talking to someone yeah. and having it recorded and like you know like if what we were doing here as a podcast was like a therapy session or something yeah. you could l- go back and listen to it like yeah maybe I overreacted there or this and that right and look at it more of a therapeutic thing nothing wrong with that but yeah. when you start doing it like this this crazy thing where it's like got this set of rules and this story that you need to follow and there's you know money you need to pay into now yeah. it's just like too much man that's like it's a scam you know it's based maybe in some kind of fact in terms of therapy uh, and getting people to talk about traumatic injuries or experiences yeah. but I don't know, man. That's no, just... no, I get it. Totally. It's, Fuck all that. Yeah, it's let's crazy. Not, let's not go down that it's rabbit crazy. hole. It's crazy. Uh, Netflix, uh, more movie, TV, entertainment news, is going to be releasing episodes now on a weekly basis. What do you guys think about this? It used to be smart. like you yeah, yeah, you get yeah, a whole yeah, series yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah, front. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Aaron? Like, you're switching over to streaming. <clears throat> do you like the idea to where right, you can't so watch a whole series now at once? I wasn't here last week. Week before, I was saying I was doing some streaming shit. Yeah. So what's up? Uh, update. So now everybody. I'm full time streaming. But check this out. I'm hitting my cap on. Uh oh. On stream. Oh no. On the wait. On, on the, the on the the uh, amount allotted because they try to cap from your you. internet server or from, from the, the internet, website from the internet provider. Oh. So it's the way they they try to get you. You know. They want oh, you I to pay more I'm, money once you pass that cap. So and what's then, the cap? So the cap's like a terabyte, but I'll fucking blow through a terabyte in a few in like half a less than half a month from all know? the porn. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> um, yeah, that's, but, just, that's uh, a small part. Mainly <laughs> streaming from like three different TVs, different people in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So I what? Might, what are they trying to I'm charge gonna, you? I'm not gonna lie. When I leave, sometimes my I got dogs and shit. Yeah. I'll leave the Animal Planet on for him. Oh no, that's one. That's awesome. That's and great that so you do that. Yeah, my one dog watches fucking TV. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, so, our dog Charlie watches TV. It's the funniest and thing. And if the TV's yeah. on, he sits there and looks. They're at entertained. There, there's at least like noise in the house, and they're yep. like, yeah, they think I'm coming right back or something if I'm gone for a minute. But what yeah. you're saying if is, I, if I leave the house and nothing, it's just like silent. Yeah. Then sh- I come back and shit's thrashed. We do the same thing when we leave. We don't have any animals, but we we, we play um uh, over and over again until we come back. We we play the movie Ghost Dad, <laughs> Bill Cosby's Ghost Dad, for the for the ghost that occasionally comes to our house. Wow. Who, who looks a lot like Bill Cosby? Yeah. Well, that's, there you go. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you All did right. that. Well, no, I mean we really, have to. That's thoughtful, dude. And we haven't gone over our <laughs> limit, but I'm sure we will at some point. Because trying to think, man, I should leave sometimes. Maybe that paranormal channel on. Yeah. Oh, there you go. For them. They yeah. hate that though. I know at least my my ghost dad hates that. Mm. They just like the comedy Bill Cosby version. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's a creep now. He is, but the the ghost dad he's, that we actually have in our house isn't that. He's like the opposite. He yeah, he's he's a cool guy. He speaks the, in the same. Like accent. Oh, well, there you go. What yeah. a cool ghost. He's like, make sure the leap is. He doesn't know what Cosby <laughs> became, huh? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a Schwarzenegger ghost cop. <laughs> Last uh, entertainment one. Leslie Jones left Saturday Night Live. So. Oh well, found yeah. it found it happened. I kind of you know I thought honestly I know a lot of people maybe like her or whatever. I thought she was the weakest one of the weakest ones on there. She'd always break character. 
she'd always I don't know have she's these yelled, like half baked fucking idea like characters. I think she's better as an actress than she is as well, a skit comedian. What I realized and I, I read at the end here, she was hired as a writer originally. Oh, okay. And then they made her into a performer. So I like the idea of her being a writer instead. Yeah. Uh like because she is I could tell she's funny, she has funny ideas. Yeah. But the way that it comes across on the sketches is like it's just she's not an actress really. You yeah. Know? Um She's more of a personality. Like I could see her hosting a show, yeah. like where it'd be like, oh, yeah, for sure. like Ellen or something. It'd be right, Leslie dope. Jones, crazy Should shit, do, uh, having people come up there, and be like, "Girl, what are you doing?" You know, yeah. stand up. Huh? Does she do stand up? I don't know. I don't think yeah. she does stand up. I don't think she does. I feel like she'd be a good stand up. She would be a, probably a pretty good stand up. I actually, yeah. actually, the a lot, a lot of That's my favorite point. recent um, SNL. Cast Chappelle's left. getting all that backlash. She could take over like a, <laughs> yeah. a Chappelle, yeah, definitely like type show. You know, like maybe a skit show of her own or something. Yeah. something like that. She writes. She really can, could. She could do know. that. Yeah, that'd be dope. I, I would. You know, I would check it out. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail. It's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell um, yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your America. dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Um. All right, moving on. Sports minute. Uh, this is interesting, guys. We've been talking about this off and on for past couple weeks. Sports betting is getting bigger here in the U.S. Uh, America is kind of uh, legalizing it in some of the states outright, yeah. and it's really catching on. And now Buffalo Wild Wings and MGM have partnered on sports betting. Uh, MGM Resorts and Buffalo Wild Wings said that they're going to do a multi-year deal with uh, the two companies. It's another uh, visible shift in the American sports betting culture here in the coming months. They're saying that uh, odds and point spreads will begin appearing on screens at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, okay. Uh, the two companies will launch Picks and Props, a free-to-play mobile-only football game that mimics sports betting with point spreads, prop bets, and rewards winners with prizes, including trips to Las Vegas and Atlantic City. Yeah. So all you got to do is go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you're nice. a- or download the app through them and you're able to bet on that nice nice uh i know aaron you were talking about um you do stuff with fantasy football right no i don't fuck with fantasy football really but i was i would do what, uh, what is it that a, a, i would do that draft that kings draft kings that's what it was oh yeah stuff. so what but, is uh, that explain it because i'm still i don't know what any of that stuff cool. really is um i was just playing with a little amount of money but i was winning here and there and it's just you. You know, you pick. So your it's team. an app. It's basically fantasy. It's an football. app that you download that you pay for. Like, Except I'm not committed to the whole season like these fantasy football things. Oh, you know, okay. You can go okay. in. You could just go in one weekend and bet on some teams and try to, you know, you could bet five bucks or a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. You know, they have all these different, you know, uh, right uh, pools and different shit. You well, it looks into. like this is what's going to be happening at Buffalo Wild Wings. Nice. Now. 
Uh, they're expanding, they want to say, to other 19 states and the District of Columbia have passed sports betting laws that will accept them. Uh, they're 1,200 Buffalo Wild Wings, so it's only a matter of time. So I think that's kind of cool. You know, honestly, I'm not as a huge of a sports fan as I know a lot of uh, people are out there with a lot of stuff. For me, this would make it a lot more interesting if I could sit there and bet live as I sit at a bar at Applebee's or Buffalo Wild Wings and I could bet on the play. Yeah. He's going to get tackled. He's going to make a touchdown. What are the odds of, of this team winning this game tonight? Whatever, right? Damn, it goes play by play like that type Yeah. Of they plan to expand the program into additional states with mobile betting, enhanced odds, free bets, and a bunch of restaurant exclusive perks. That uh, it's like a, it's it's designed to grab people to make them go inside the restaurant, right? Free you, endless shrimp with the well, yeah, there. right. Like if you log in with the mobile thing and you're watching something, you can like get a free app or something like that. Charles, thanks for joining Charles. us tonight, yeah. man. He's leaving the building. Yeah. Charles is out of here. Put some babies down. He's getting summoned. Not you know, not down. Of course, man. Thank you for joining us, dude. Yeah, you saw me look at my phone, huh? And it's like, yep. oh, yeah, gotta go. All right, dude. Gotta go. We'll see you next Keep, time. Take care of your babies. Uh, speaking of take care of stuff, be safe out there uh, on the East Coast, guys, because Hurricane Dorian is back up to a Category 3, moving through the southeastern coast in the Carolinas. Uh, it's dude. just, like, it's tearing shit up, man. Did you see all the, like, footage of the aerial footage of that stuff? Yeah. It's fucking nuts, man. Uh, the, uh, people. FEMA, uh, FEMA said 4,000 federal responders, 6,000 National Guard members, and 40,000 utility workers were on standby, stating, quote, we're ready to go. We'll follow Dorian up the coast until it's not a threat, uh, end quote. Florida, which is initially, uh, f- excuse me, uh, forecast to be... The Bahamas is, like, oh, dude, devastated. devastated. There's, like, nothing left, man. The death toll in the Bahamas... Uh, rose to 20, but I imagine it's going to be a lot more expected uh, to be higher. Dorian Pound, the Bahamas for a day and a half with Category 4 and 5 wins. Even though it's Category 3 right now in the U.S., man, it was nothing like what happened in the Bahamas. You see the um, the aerial footage of it. It just looks just completely devastated. Mm-hmm. Everything's just scattered everywhere. Like uh, shipping containers are thrown around yep. like little uh, toy there's trucks like a, or something. There's like a boat factory with boats yeah. just like scattered everywhere each other and thrown around crazy uh one thing uh that was a nice little shining light out of uh uh the bahama area a woman sheltered nearly 100 stray dogs in her home oh, i saw that uh she kept 97 dogs in her bedroom uh as the category five storm <clears throat> storm raged on she said all the dogs got along although she did have to clean up a lot of poop yeah i bet <laughs> they probably uh, scaring the shit out of them but she kept them safe. She got them all in the house. Yeah, and what an awesome lady, you know. In times like that where it's literally like you got to do stuff like that, like, uh, you know, people that step up and allow their houses to be, you know, used for that is amazing. So, you know, props yeah. to her. Just accept the fact that, all right, I'm going to just have to strip down my house and redo all the flooring. You're going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. You're probably getting insurance. Hopefully you would get insurance for all of that. Yeah. The, uh, come, uh, a place like the Bahamas, you got you know insurance for that. But yeah, I imagine it's going to take forever to get all of that rebuilt and everything, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Brexit's fucking crazy. I don't even want to go into all of that, but Boris Johnson suffered a major defeat in Parliament yesterday. His Republican fellow conservatives uh, voted against him, basically, to overturn this uh, induction of a bill that would have prevent Britain from leaving the European Union without a deal on October 31st. So uh, it's it's crazy over there. Uh, and Parliament needs to call a new vote now and uh, just crazy stuff. Um, in memoriam this week also, did you hear about that boat fire in mm-hmm. South- Southern California? 25 people were killed and nine others still missing after a fire broke out on Monday September 2nd, a boat anchored off the Southern California coast. It was carrying scuba divers on a three-day excursion. Five of the six crew members, get this, survived after the fire broke out around 3 a.m. by jumping into an inflatable boat that they used to escape to another nearby vessel. And they just left. Five of the six crew members took off. They knew something was wrong and left everybody. It was 3 a.m., so everybody's still sleeping, right? Dude, and they everybody just, got trapped underneath. Yeah, and they took out took off in the middle of the night. Uh, the scuba divers were sleeping in tight quarters below deck when the middle of the night fire began, and the crew members who managed to get away had been awake. So the Coast Guard responded to Mayday call from the vessel, but it was engulfed in flames, sank 20 yards off the shore of Santa Cruz Island. Yeah, Yo, you got to get your folks out. That's fucked up, man, to just leave and bail like, like that. Like, not even give them a chance on swimming in the damn... You know, like they couldn't even get out of the damn boat. As like, go as down and I, wake them up at least. From what you I know? heard, yeah, yeah, that's they pretty, were like trapped, <sighs> fucked up. Um, all right, so conspiracy corner this week. Google and YouTube are have to pay 170 million dollars for violating children's privacy. Uh, the, this suit claims that it collected children's personal data without their parents' permission in violation of a 1998 federal law. 136 million will go to the FTC. 134 million will go to New York State, which had a similar uh, probe. YouTube said it will work with video creators to maintain label aimed at children and will limit data collection from users looking at these videos, no matter their age. So, uh, well, that's getting paid out. You know, they gotta. That's the nothing though to those guys. Google and YouTube, 170 millions, like shit, nothing to them. Anyway, yeah. uh, this is pretty crazy. Have you seen that Chinese face swapping app? This viral thing where it's like, yeah, this it's app. Like, is that the one that? Er, no, that's not the one where everybody's old. No, it's like it's a face swapping app called Zao, and it launched on Friday. Many are concerned about privacy. The app allows users to create an almost instant deep fake. They call it where the user simply uploads a selfie to the app, then the app will drop their face onto that of a famous celebrity. So. Bloomberg has pointed out the privacy concerns of the app, saying that the clause within the app's privacy states that the developers hold free, irrevocable, permanent, transferable, whatever, you know, all this stuff. But I don't know. That's oh, kind of yeah. crazy this where you can put your face on someone yeah, else, right? It's crazy there. I mean, I heard some of this about with that face. <laughs> that. So what's what are you saying? Well, remember that one from a little while back? It was the well, everybody was looking old. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing that old app or whatever. Yeah, that was the thing, <clears throat> the viral thing that was going around. Yes. I think it was Russian too, wasn't it? Probably. Anyways. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt they it. They were like talking about how the privacy and then what's the uh, the future of this, you know, like manip- basically manipulating. I mean, you can take somebody's face and yeah. throw it on a on some surveillance footage of showing somebody yeah. else. Oh, look, like, he was there at look, the time of the was. shooting. Yeah. Yep, it's right here. Yep, that's here's his, his that's face. His face. Clear as day. Right, yeah. But it wasn't. It was some type of program software. 
you know. And imagine, dude, that this is just becoming consumer grade. Imagine how the military has had this. Pretty shit. soon, shit facts aren't going to be facts. Is the thing. I video think that, yeah. video footage. No, we can't even rely on this video footage because it can be face swapped. Yeah. Yep. Like it's going to be a whole nother thing. That's on, a good point. Defense and prosecution. Now but, that's why it's all like stuff with uh, fingerprinting and all that kind of shit, right? Yeah. It's shit. This technology is getting wild nowadays, man. Very Sh- true. Shit that we don't even re- think think about. You know, that just comes up with all this stuff. You know. Now, what were uh, another conspiracy story here? Our AI has now passed eighth grade science exam. This is how advanced artificial intelligence is getting. It's continuing to gain on us. They're saying that on Wednesday, an AI system named uh, Arsisto, or excuse me, Aristo, passed an eighth grade science exam. The researchers of the Allen Institute for Artificial Life, or excuse me, Artificial Intelligence in Seattle said Aristo correctly answered more than 90% of the multiple choice questions on the exam, as well as more than 80% on a 12th grade test. The exam included logic-based problems as well, requiring uh, requiring them to invoke human logic. So hmm. that's how advanced this AI is getting, right? Wow, it's not just like asking Siri a question, huh? No, it's actually thinking for itself and doing like uh, logic questions and stuff. Pretty crazy. Wow. Uh, also pretty crazy, Amazon is testing Whole Foods payment system that uses your hands as ID. It's quietly testing scanners that can identify an individual human hand as a way to ring up store purchases. They're saying that this is going to be coming out in the in the coming months. The system is codenamed Orville, and it will allow scanners to use computer vision and depth geometry to process and identify the shape and size of each hand they scan before charging a credit card on file. That's crazy, right? Hmm. Amazon hasn't confirmed the news as of yet, so that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's wild. All right, moving on. Uh, Did you hear about that guy pulling out the gun at Popeye's? No, but I've been hearing about all this chicken sandwiches, Popeye's. Fuck, I missed it, man. They Okay, so Popeye's has this chicken sandwich that they're competing with Chick-fil-A. I guess Chick-fil-A... I guess... I don't know how it's... I think it started by, like, Popeye's releasing a new sandwich. They had and, a social media thing that said, Chick- this th- is the best chicken sandwich. Yeah. And I think Chick-fil-A, like, wrote something like... Yeah. No, back. we got the be- best chicken sandwich. And it, there was, like, a meeting on, on it and stuff, and they came back with, like, a something that just says, y'all good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, it started this fucking whole storm of... Yep. <laughs> like, just something subtle as that, right? Like... Y'all all right, man? And I haven't tried You guys ain't selling it. chicken sandwiches over there? You guys need to... <laughs> you know, they like, sold out. Anyways, they've been selling out ever since, huh? I never tried it. Have you tried it? No, nah, we have a Popeye's, but I... I it sold out. I called them and asked them. It was last week, and they sold out. I know. I thought I read something like they're completely sold out everywhere, and they're yeah. going to have to like set up new distributors and shit around. Yep. Well, this guy pulled out a gun at uh, in Houston on Monday night after a group of people... Three men and two women and a baby tried to order chicken sandwiches. Is that the, a movie? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> when the manager told them they were out, one of the man, uh, the men became upset and pulled out a pistol. The manager informed them they were out of the sandwiches, said the group left and no one was injured, no arrests had been made. <laughs> oh, hell nah. <laughs> Came all the way across town for this. Dude, I did. I when I, My lady says she was only putting out if I brought back a chicken sandwich. <laughs> I When I tried to buy one, well, they still had them. 
I went one day and get this. I waited in the line for the fucking drive-through for 30 minutes almost, literally 20 minutes at least. Maybe 30 is exaggerating. But when I got to the fucking um, order screen, she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, our computer, our our computer system's down. We're not accepting <laughs> debit cards. We're only accepting cash." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't have cash. I only have my debit card." And so I had to sit in that line and mm. wait another like ten yeah, minutes before I could stuck. leave. Yeah, because I'm stuck, stuck in, in the fucking line. Get a consolation prize, some fries or something. Nothing. Come on. I know, right? And I I just fucking left. And so I was like, I was all pissed. I'm like, fuck Popeyes. I'm not gonna go back there today to get that chicken sandwich. And the next day, it was sold out. Mm. The next day, and I'm like, that's some bullshit. So fuck you, Popeyes. Wow. You fucking shit. Uh, alright. But this looks bomb. Ben and Jerry's is putting out a new ice cream flavor, and it's in support of criminal justice. <laughs> it's called Justice Remixed, and it's cinnamon and chocolate ice cream with pieces of actual cinnamon bun dough and spicy fudge brownies. A portion of the proceeds go to the Civil Rights Group Advancement Project National Office in its fight for equal justice for everyone. What makes these fudge brownies spicy? I know, right? Spicy fudge brownies. What is that? I mean, you know, cinnamon can have a spice. Is, is it it's just cinnamon? I don't know. Or, or actually, gonna, like, spicy. I don't know. Like some yeah. cayenne pepper up in there. That's a good point. I don't know. It just says spicy. Yeah, so it could be a, just the spice from the cinnamon. Hmm. Um, yeah. We got to try it. Like I big wanna, red gum. Dude, I want to try it. It looks bomb. I love cinnamon rolls. All right, here's a funny one. What's something that's legal that should be illegal? Like... They give some examples here. Robo-telemarketing, right? That should be fucking illegal. Shouldn't be able to call us from an automated thing and try and sign up some shit, right? Uh, What else? I don't know. Some people are saying free trials that auto-charge when they run out. Convenience fees for paying taxes and bills online. Requiring a doctor's note to get the day off. Holding your phone like you're about to eat it with the loudspeaker on while talking in public. <laughs> People hate that. Six foot long CVS repeat receipts. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. Unpaid internships. Big pharma advertisements for medications. Those are pretty fucking bad. Ads on websites that play audio without you ever clicking on the audio button. I fucking hate that. How about shit. like, uh, you know. Uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, man. Whatever. <laughs> You'll think of it. Yeah, I was going to say something, but it probably wasn't appropriate, so. Oh, well. Hey, nah, let's fun. switch. Let's go somewhere <laughs> else. Right. Have you seen YouTube's five-minute craft channel? This uh, new uh, channel thing that YouTube is doing where it's it's called five-minute crafts. And I'll, I'll show you an example here. They're just like, um, a lot of the ones are like kind of like they advertise them as life hacks. Oh, that are yeah. just like kind of things that you could do to like save time or mm-hmm. uh, do something interesting to do, you know, that you maybe wouldn't have thought of it. So it's this whole video series called Five Minute Crafts, and it's oh, like. I, shit, I've seen that shit before, right? <clears throat> so we're watching how to erase permanent marker from anything. So it puts it on a whiteboard. Uh, the best way they say to get it off is dr- color over it with the dry erase marker, and you can actually wipe it off that way. Life hack. And then also, they if you got permanent marker on ceramic tile, use toothpaste on it, and that gets it right off. 
Okay, so that's kind of cool. If you get permanent marker on wood, use rubbing alcohol with a pad, like a little uh, make makeup pad, get it off. Countertop permanent marker, use nail polish remover, get it off there. If you get permanent marker on your clothes, use hand sanitizer first, kind of blot it, patch it up, and then you use a little bit of baking soda with lemon juice, and then use a little toothbrush and scrub it, and then throw it in the washer. And apparently, it comes out. So. Brand new. Right? Permanent marker on carpet, that's a little different. You use rubbing alcohol first, and then, what was the other thing they used here? I forgot. Hairspray. Look at that. Hairspray, wow. Spray it on the carpet. And then they do shit like this, where they show, like, they're cutting up a, a fucking soap bottle and making all kinds of shit out of it. But anyway, these are the new things, so check it out. Five minute, what is it called? Five minute, what is it? Hold on. Five minute craft channel on YouTube, and you'll get uh, sucked into it. It's almost the most popular channel on YouTube right now. That's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com